It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis. This is episode 273, season 11. Today's date is November 5th, 2023, and welcome to the program. Yes, I am back for another show. Uh, I said uh, on the previous episode I wasn't going to do one, but I changed my mind, so I have time to do this episode. On today's program, I will talk about the history of the Bunty Brothers Candy Company, or is it Bunty? I think it's Bunty. I don't know. Uh, and uh, this this is a largely forgotten uh, company uh, because um, I think people today would n- never heard of it, you know, unless you're uh, under the age of six, uh, 60. If you're over the age of 60, you probably do remember it, or your parents told you about it, or your grandparents. Uh, anyway, and then I will talk about uh, the KO chocolate drink. Uh, some people remember that. So this is a very sweet episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So uh, I will get started, but before I do, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. This program is brought to you by the Blockbuster album from KTEL Records. <laughs> Oh, this al- this album has great songs um, from my era, and this came out in 1976. So uh, just sit back and relax, and go back to the 70s <laughs> and boogie down. <laughs> okay, and I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. A great new LP, 20 original hits, original stars, KC and the Sunshine Band. Silver Convention. War. Leon Haywood. Average White Band. Alice Cooper, Edgar Wintergroup, Sammy Johns, David Loggins, Gladys Knight, Frankie Valley, and many more. David Getty. The last game on the season. The Hollies. All I need is the Jigsaw. Blockbuster. 20 original hits, original stars. Be sure to get the best from K-Town. LP 599, tape 6.99. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial of uh, Blockbuster from KTEL Records uh, from 1976. Ah, great songs. 
great songs. Oh, I was around 12 or 13 at the time. I remember the commercial. I remember a lot of commercials uh, that KTEL Records sold. Uh, you saw them all the time. They, it's all compila- compilations of uh, their greatest, you know, the biggest hits of that time. Um, I had one. It was called Hit Machine. That was the first album real album I bought myself at Cruising Music on West 79th Street across the street from Bogan High School. I didn't go to high school yet. And uh, I played that that record album all the time, you know, con- continuously. And uh, I loved it. I really did. Uh, Ketel uh, had great records. They, they had some products, too. Uh, the, they had the Kitchen Magician. <laughs> You know that you put uh, place vegetables in, and then they it slices all the time like that. Um, the songs on the album, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with um, almost all of them. You know, last one was Jigsaw. I love that song. You know, you've blown it all sky high. <laughs> That's a great song. Yeah, I was in grammar school when that uh, came out like that. So. Um, most of the songs I have them on my Apple Music, so I listen anytime, any place. It's no problem. You can watch this on YouTube, which in fact you can watch the commercial if you'd like. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm, uh, the topics I'm going to talk about on today's show. It's the Bunty or Bunty Brothers Candy Company in Chicago, and also the Ko Chocolate Drink. Before I get started, there's a couple things uh, I want to mention. One, a few days ago, I, po- I posted a photo of Aladdin's castle in Riverview Park, uh, but this was colored. You know, they're very rare, very scarce, like that. And I posted, and to the, and that was like Wednesday or something like that. It's still talked about to this day. You know, people are still commenting because they miss Riverview. It was one of the greatest amusement parks in the world. You know, um, long gone. It started in 1904, uh, ended, uh, closed in 1967. Uh, we still have amusement uh, parks. We have uh, Six, Six Flags, uh, Great America, up in Gurney. Uh, I heard in the news they're going to merge with Cedar Point, I believe. Something like that. They're going to make it huge. Uh, I'm not sure it's a done deal. Maybe it, maybe it will be. I'm not sure. I, I forgot. I read the article about that. So, um, you know, Great America is great, <laughs> but it's not Riverview. You know, it was different like that. And uh, you didn't care, you know, as uh, Two-Ton Baker used to say, laugh your troubles away. <laughs> I don't know what you say now when you go to Six Flags. You just... I don't know. You go there, park your car, and just go to the park and just have fun, like that. I haven't been there in a long time. You know, maybe for the holiday season. We'll see. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Uh, everything's fine. You know, health-wise, I'm okay. You know, I already explained that. So uh, I guess that's it for the moment. All right, so let's get started. Uh, I will talk about the Bunty Bunty whatever. Well, I'll call it Bunty Brothers uh, Candy Company in Chicago. Um, I got most, I'm trying to find information 
on this company, and I found I did find something. Uh, it's from the website of the Made in Chicago Museum.com. Thank God for that. And uh, what inspired me to talk about this company, uh, this uh, candy company, was they, they had a documentary last week on uh, WTTW uh, Channel 11 in Chicago about the candies. You know, that it was the candy capital of uh, Chicago is the candy capital of the world. Uh, some of it's true some, because a lot of it are gone. And uh, I watched it and uh, I loved it. I loved I love history of, you know, Chicago that had like these manufacturer uh, manufacturing companies like that. So I, it was only for an hour, but I wish it was more. I wish I could do that. I know there's a book out. I think it's authored by Leslie Goddard. Um, I have not met her. I've talked to her through email, and she is a, I think she's an admin for, I believe she's an admin for Chicago Chicago's uh, Lost Department Store. So it's, uh, and uh, so uh, there's an exhibit now at the Elmhurst National Museum. I haven't gone to it yet. I will soon, hopefully next weekend. You know, have time and uh, yeah, sometime this week I'll go and I'll go visit because uh, there's a book out. She author, um, she asked me to participate in the book, but um, I got I was sick at the time, so I didn't. There was uh, I missed that opportunity. I I, grew, I regretted that. So uh, hopefully someday I'll meet her. And uh, I am mentioned in the book a couple times, and that's kind of cool to see your name and your group band of Chicago and in, in print, you know, that made me very happy. Okay. So, uh, the Bunty brothers, uh, they were founded in 1876, oh, right after the Chicago fire. And it was two brothers. Uh, their names were Ferdinand Bunty and Gustav A. Bunty. Okay. <laughs> And uh, they had a partner. His name was Charles Spore. That's S P O S P O E H R Spore. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they started a candy company on State Street. Yeah, they started that. Uh, that was, um, you know, State Street is not like today. It's uh, kind of sort of new in a way. <laughs> Like that. Um, but first they arrived in Philadelphia as teenagers and they entered into candy business. And then, uh, and uh, according to the legend, uh, Ferdinand uh, got started. He, he was uh, had one little kettle in the back room of his store and he started making sweets. And uh, people got a whiff of them and curiosity entered and then uh and history was made like that and uh it got very popular and uh you know what they didn't uh, stay long in philadelphia so there was too much competition so they fled and then uh, they went to uh they came to the midwest and they partnered with another candy man. His name was Charles Spore, and he opened to open a small shop at 416 South State Street. So that's about 
Yeah, I don't know. Not Madison, more like uh, Monroe. Yeah, Monroe or Adams, like that. And uh, by the time the Christmas, when they opened in 1876, uh, it got very popular and then uh, just got word that uh, people were like lining up and, you know, purchasing this candy. And then they started, uh, you know, advertisement like that. And uh, let's see. So, so they tried to open a plant. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so I got to make sure. So they had to relocate to a bigger place, uh, to larger facilities. One was ninety four Well Street. As this is the map, you know, this uh, the Chicago streets were different back then. And uh, so it was like 294 Well Street, 83 Market Street, 70 West Monroe, and finally uh, to a big factory at 141 West Monroe, which in fact is like 720. So that's about like east of Halstead. And uh, that would remain and uh, from the 1890s to the, to the until 1920. And they did that. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, that area was very industrialized. Like that. And, uh, you know, but they not only they had to cut corners, too. I guess they were cheap. <laughs> so, you know, they're trying to make like that. Um, so let's see. So and then um, as it got popular. You know, and then they started advertising you know, in the Chicago Tribune. You know, I don't know about the Sun-Times. That came much later, like that. And then um, in 1903, uh, uh, Mr. Spore retired around uh, 1906. Yeah, he retired three years later. So, And then it was reorganized again as the Bunty Brothers, or Bunty. And as the years went on, they uh, produced these uh, famous uh, candies. Uh, one was Tango's, and uh, the other one was Diana Stuff Confections. Now, I'm trying to find out where they get the name of Diana. Could be a relative, or they just pick a name. I don't know. I wish I knew. And then they uh, purchased another, an, uh, an eight-story complex next to their existing uh, factory on Monroe Street. And uh, so they made it, it was a huge building like that. And uh, around the, so not only did they make candies, they also made uh, cough drops like that. So um, I'm going to, let's see, I have some pictures of, uh, of the candies. Uh, let's see, I'll find it for you. Here we go. So yeah, so one was the Diana stuff. That's very uh, popular one like that also the they had um there was a, a candy bar called uh pippin and that was from the 1940s and it was like a mint creamy cake uh like a candy bar like that also there was on deck that's what uh chocolate with almonds uh, i don't know if anyone remembers that this is yeah it's, it's a good thing i found these things <laughs> you also made licorice they did that. Also, they uh, made candies for the holiday season, you know, for Easter, Christmas, 
Thanksgiving, like that. Luckily, I found an ad uh, from 1956 of all the candies they made. It's a little fuzzy, so I'll try to read them. So let, so here we go. So they also made bonbons, uh, butterscotch caramels. Well, caramel uh, brand was called uh, uh, Caramel Wins. They did that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, all kinds of mint, malt, uh, malted milk balls, you know, like that. Those were good. Coconut candies, cream candies, you know, hard candies, you know, like your grandmother gave you, <laughs> like that. Uh, ice candies, uh, candies with jelly in them. Uh, they made kisses, you know, probably got the idea from Hershey's. Licorice candies, uh, lozenges, which I mentioned, also marshmallow candies, uh, mince nuggets. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, uh, pan candies. They made that. I don't know what that means. Uh, toffee and also whipped candies. Oh, no, wrapped candies. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, I'm getting way ahead of myself, you know. And the um, they moved the, uh, the company. I'm trying to remember the, uh, the location, the last... Uh, you know, the last, uh, what's that called? The factory. They moved it to the west side. And uh, and it was uh, on Franklin uh, Franklin Boulevard, excuse me. So, um, see, so, yeah, I'm trying to find the address, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's, on, it's in the hum Humboldt Park uh, neighborhood. So it's like uh, around Kedzie, like that. And it was there for 40 years. And it closed in 1961, and the building converted into a high school, and it turned into Westinghouse, and uh, Westinghouse High School. And it was there; uh, the high school was there until they demolished it in 2009. And uh, the football field where it sits now is the is the factory, like that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting, like that. I thought, when I saw this in the documentary, it was very interesting to see that. And uh, they did mention Bunty, but uh, very briefly, you know, and they showed uh, photos of that. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the documentary, but I hope it's on, I saw it on YouTube TV. If you record it, you can watch it again, or hopefully it will re-air it, you know, or maybe it's on, uh, you can find a clip of it on the web you know we'll see about that anyway so um it was kind of cool like that and uh well the the uh the plant on franklin boulevard opened uh around opened in 1921 so it was there for over 40 years you know i wonder how the smell was <laughs> when they Building, you know, when they were all manufactured and they hired all these workers. Uh, because the, the Brock's company, which is also on the west side, that was a little, I think, a little south and west. I think it's a Cicero. Um, few, a few people I know worked there until they blew up <laughs> from the from the uh, the dark night, you know, from the movie. 
<laughs> so that's a shame like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, I found the address. The address was 3301 West Franklin Boulevard. It was in the Humboldt, Humboldt Park neighborhood in Chicago. But that's about Spalding right there. Yeah. I should have looked at the map and see. But, you know, uh, my favorite is like hard candies, like the lemon drops. So they, they, they did make those. And some came in tins, boxes, bags, you know. So, yeah, just like today. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. You know, and you do find artifacts or items on eBay. Uh, and, you know, for auction, if you were interested in Chicago history, you could buy them. You know, some are in great condition. Some are not. So um, I, uh, a few people mentioned that the Tango candy bar was the most popular. But that one was very popular indeed. That And uh, so that's, uh, that's good. Like that. <laughs> So uh, let's see. I have it right here. Let me take a look. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm gonna post that photo uh, later on on my Instagram account, and you'll see about the tango. Okay. Right now, uh, I'm gonna talk about the Ko chocolate flavored drink. Now, uh, this one I remember very well. Uh, it's been around for a long time, uh, and it was created. Uh, let's see. Have it right here, probably a lot, probably in the 1920s. I, as I go along, I will mention the date, you know, like that. And that was Ko. Oh, here we go. That was created in 1929 by a man named Aaron Pashkow. He was from Chicago, and uh, the cartoon character that's featured on the Ko chocolate flavored uh, drink mix, his name was Ko Mullins, based on the comic strip. Moon Mullins, and uh, I remember seeing a reading. I read the the comic strip a few times. I, I liked it, but uh, ran in the Tribune for a long, long time, like that. And the characters uh, there was uh, there was Moon Mullins. Uh, he was just uh, just an average guy, you know. Uh, and he had uh, Ko was his brother, you know. And he was always, uh, KO, you know, means uh, knockout punch. You know, if you're a boxing fan, <laughs> like that. And uh, let's see what else. So the comic strip ran in, um, also in New York, but also in the Tribune. It started from June 19th, to 19, from uh, June 19th, 19, 1923 to June 2nd, 1991. And then his his name was Moon, but it was short for Moonshine. And he was a um, he was he was a prize fighter, you know. And then he took and he took a room at a boarding house, and the, the address was thirteen twenty three Wump Street, W M P. And uh, he never left. And he stayed there until the comic strip was canceled, <laughs> you know, like that. And uh, and they made some, co you know, and uh, they published some comic books. Uh, I probably they're probably very rare by now, like that. So anyway, the chocolate drink, which I mentioned, was created in 1929 by Aaron Pashka. He was from Chicago, and according to his obituary, 
Uh, he was a Russian immigrant, and uh, he worked for a food flavoring company and learned about syrup. So that's where he got the idea like that. And uh, and he went to a company called Capital and Western United Dairies in Chicago in 1924. And he convinced them to manufacture the products, and he did. Yeah, it was great. And then it just took off. And uh, let's see. And then uh, and then he sold the company to Capital Foods Industry in 1964. Uh, the funny thing is about it is um, I don't know. It's later on. It's sold to Canfields, you know. And because uh, I don't know when that it was sold, I have no idea. Maybe late sixties. In the seventies, I I don't know. I remember seeing that when I was growing up. Now, uh, my memories of this uh, chocolate flavored drink. Uh, I used to buy it uh, when I was. Uh, I bought it at White Hen Pantry, or like a drugstore or a grocery store like Jewel, Dominic's, National, any grocery store that was available. Uh, you know, uh, when I posted this yesterday on Facebook, um, it, the opinions are divided. Some people loved it. Some people didn't like it. It tasted watery. It wasn't good. Uh, some people compared it to Yoo-Hoo uh, chocolate uh, drink mix. Uh, not, not drink mix, drink. Yeah, it's, it was a chocolate drink. It's a chocolate drink. It's still sold, I believe. But um, but I don't know. I, Yoo-Hoo, I had it once. I don't know what it tastes like now. Uh, I love chocolate milk, but uh, KO I've had a couple of times, and it was it wasn't bad. Uh, they said you, the advertisement said you could serve it hot or cold. I never had it hot, so I have no idea what it, how it tasted like that. Okay, right now I'm going to play a commercial for KO chocolate favorite drink. Uh, this is from 1974, courtesy of Rick Klein from Fuzzy TV Memories. Uh, from Museum TV, you know, he has he has a wonderful website, you know, and he's on YouTube. He does post on Facebook, and uh, I remember this commercial very well when I first saw it on YouTube. I I was about eleven when I saw that. It used to I think I aired on Channel Forty Four. Uh, this commercial so just sit back and relax and just listen to listen to the commercial of ko chocolate favorite drink and i'll be right back to wrap up the show thank you everyone a great world this would be if each afternoon at three every kid could have a can of ko after school icy cold or steaming hot what a flavor ko's got if it's chocolatey as it can be it's ko 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 if you want to Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for uh, KO uh, chocolate drink, uh, chocolate flavored drink, excuse me. And that is from the Museum of Classic Chicago Television at uh, fuzzymemories.tv by Rick Klein. I get the whole thing. (laughs) He's a very nice guy. And he's got a treasure trove of wonderful videos on YouTube. You can spend hours watching this. I I have. (laughs) I'm guilty of sin, you know, because uh, I don't know. I enjoy going back in the past and watching uh, newscasts and commercials and TV openings and all that. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Uh, I don't know when it stopped manufacturing, maybe around the 80s. And uh, according to some websites, uh, let's see. So it was sold um to superior coffee and tea and uh it's now it's a powdered uh hot um as a hot cocoa i went to the website and i saw it and uh, i think it's canadian or something like that i don't know i have not seen it in chicago or maybe uh, you know in this country so it's uh still exists in some way you know um a few people mentioned on my uh uh, Facebook page that it, it's compared to a uh, diet chocolate fudge drink uh, from Canfields, you know, and I, I used to drink that. I had the regular one before, and uh, sometimes that was watery, sometimes it was good. Uh, I found it, I found it delicious, you know, it was great like that. Because, uh, like I said before, I love chocolate milk. I remember when Dean's food, Dean Foods made uh, chocorific. <laughs> Uh, they have chocolate milk, but uh, they had chocolate and you buy it in a gallon. Oh, that's good. Chocolate milk is fattening, but at least it's healthy in the same way. <laughs> oh, that's nourishing. What the? So, uh, so that's a great uh, product from another another great product from Chicago, which is kind of cool. Okay, so uh, that's it for this program. Uh, I'll do a recap of what I've talked about. Uh, I've talked about the the history of the Bunty Brothers Candy Company in Chicago, or Bunty, and the K.O. Uh, chocolate flavored drink that was also made in Chicago. And uh, this podcast will be published uh, later on today. Uh, wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, also be published on my blog, uh, blog, And also on my YouTube channel, uh, Stories. Uh, subscribe. I've said this many times. If you want to listen, uh, go to YouTube. That's the easiest place to listen, you know, on your uh, laptop, your desktop, your phone, your uh, tablet, you know, you know, your iPad, and you, know, you can just listen in. And uh, hit subscribe to get notified for more uh, episodes. You can also uh, scroll through to listen to past episodes. Also, uh, it'll also be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and Reddit. By the way, if you're on LinkedIn, it's there too. (laughs) I know it's, uh, but I posted it anyway. But uh, surprisingly, a lot of people like 
I like it to listen there as well. Yeah, I get I get a lot of feedback and a lot of some likes of that. Not too many, but some likes. Okay. Uh, I won't do a podcast episode on Tuesday. I will be out most of the day. So that's when I usually do one. So um, I'll probably do one next weekend. That give me plenty of time to t- uh, to think of something good to talk about. <laughs> okay, so this is Pete Costanz, your host for Vanish Goblin Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful Sunday. Uh, it's not a bad day. It's kind of sunny, cloudy, both like that. Uh, I think the Bear, Chicago Bears are playing. I think you know, it's football day. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, so it's bye-bye for me. And here is Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>